Welcome to the Blockchain Marketing Podcast, your go-to resource for tried and true crypto marketing strategies. As passionate marketers and communication specialists in the space, Simon Moser and Jonathan King of Polygrowth PR bring you the latest trends and techniques that are working right now for their agency's clients and share exclusive insights from special guests who are successful innovators in the industry. So grab your notepad and set your stop losses because you won't want to miss what's next. Here are your hosts, Simon Moser and Jonathan King. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Blockchain Marketing Podcast. Today, we have a special guest, and I'm so excited to introduce him to you guys. Um, we've had a, uh, an opportunity to get to know each other over the last uh, couple of months through his uh, involvement in the blockchain space, in the fundraising space, uh, in the investing space. And so um, I'm going to welcome our special guest today, Dr. Ancor. How are you, sir? Good. How are you, Jonathan? It's a pleasure to be on here. Man, I'm doing well. Just excited. They're really, really excited. It's it's taken us a while to to be able to lock you down. I know you're busy, and so um, I'm just glad that that you were able to make some space for us and 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 spend this time with us today. Um, I, I I know our audience is gonna going to enjoy this. So a couple of things we're gonna cover our fundraising, you know, some amazing tips uh, in a space that is very difficult right now, especially in the bear market. Um, it's also difficult for uh, for startups, for first-time founders, for for projects in general. And, and you've had the honor of, of you know, uh, being pitched over 300 times so far. So you've seen it all. <laughs> um, and so we want to talk about that. Uh, you also spent about 20 years in another industry, and so I'd, I'd love to, to to hear how that has impacted your work in the blockchain space and, and in fundraising and investing. Um, and then, yeah, we just want to get into any tips that you have for, for anyone in our audience uh, that's going to be able to take something away from this episode today and, and go apply it to their business and, and take that action um that's needed to 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 really generate some some results uh, and create some change so um let's start with you know a little background on you and and what you're currently doing sure yeah so so maybe we'll start from from where i began uh and, and that it's been 15 plus years as a chiropractor and an acupuncturist so being in the healthcare space is probably as far removed as you could possibly be from the blockchain space, right? Yes. Uh, and, and so and so people always wonder how did that happen? And um, you know, there's a lot of professionals out there who would like to make that shift and don't really know where to start. So um, one of the great things is, is to be part of that process is I get to share that with, with others as well. And look, for me, it was pretty simple. I mean, you get to a point where you help people one-on-one, -on -one, which is great, but the blockchain space technology allows you to help the masses at scale. And there's nothing like that. And even further, my, my transition really started from a financial aspect. Um, when you give your finances or control of your finances to others to help grow or maintain, you know, the, the story that's always spun is that you're not smart enough to do your own finances. You're not smart enough to figure out your own investments. And so you should give it to somebody else who's going to do that for you. And, and look, uh, I'm not going to hate on all of them, but 
there are quite a few who treat it only as putting food on their own table. So they're not really looking out for your money or your ability to grow or to educate you on how to do that yourself. And so through that process, just kind of seeing everything that happened and uh, I wasn't really impressed with what was happening. Uh, I kind of fell across blockchain uh, through London Real, through Brian Rose and some of the interviews that he did and uh, dove in deep. And, and I've learned more about finances through my blockchain experience than I ever did 15 plus years of healthcare and prior. So Man. that's, that's kind of where I fell into everything. Man, I, I, I absolutely love that story and I'm glad you did uh, or else we wouldn't have met. So, <laughs> um, which is kind of crazy that that is similar. I used to have a, a digital marketing agency and my first client was uh, Dr. Ray in Dallas. Shout out to Dr. Ray and, and his chiropractic uh, practice. And so, nice. yeah, I started doing marketing for chiropractors. And then after I moved to, to Spain, the transition uh, out of having a digital marketing agency was was in the blockchain. And so that was, uh, you know, some similarities there. But that's that's funny. But um, but you're so right when it comes to that assumption. And it's also used as a marketing tactic. Hey, you can't trust yourself with your own money. So trust me, someone you don't know (laughs) in a huge corporation that is making a ton of money with your money, but uh, not telling you how they do it, you know? So um, I I love that opportunity. And that has been something that, that I'm also passionate about is, is helping people make that transition, you know, talking to even, just my brother and and his uh, passion for not being banked uh, mm-hmm. for the last eight years, I want to say, or nine years, okay. and in um, the difficulty there. But but it's all about him being able to take more control over his finances. Um, you spoke about London Real and and obviously uh, Brian Rose and 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 you guys have built an incredible. Uh, venture arm there and have done multiple investments and and really focused a lot on uh, blockchain. Can you can you elaborate a little bit more about what you guys do at London Real and in the types of companies that you've invested in so far? Yeah, absolutely. Look, we're we're trying to flip the venture capital or investing game on its head. I mean, we are the fir- the world's first media powered investment firm. And so what Brian has done, he's done a great job at being the host and the founder of London Real, the media company, is over the last 12 years is he's been broadcasting uh, and bringing guests on both in traditional finance, but also in this Web3 space that all have to do with giving information to the people and allowing them to really transform their own lives with the information provided. You know this, one of the biggest things that we all suffer from is the lack of knowledge to do the things to improve ourselves, whether that's finances, whether that's health, relationships, whatever it may be. And so he has done a great job at filling that gap. And so what ended up happening organically, there were no plans in the beginning, was that we realized that we had a platform of, you know, 5 million plus subscribers, about a billion views in content and, and thousands of, uh, you know, key opinion leaders that we could really help push people taking care of their own finances, people taking care of their own families doing the things they need to do in order to not just survive, because that's what it always seems to be is about surviving, but it's really to thrive. And so we're like, look, we've got the platform where we can really push projects that are really going to change this space and the entire world potentially moving forward. And so our portfolio and what we really look at 
we're not looking at certain chains. We don't care about what sector you're in, but are you doing big things? Are you doing them the right way? And are you potentially going to be here for 10 plus years out? So while everyone is kind of freaking out right now about the market or has been over the last year, year and a half, we've been very active because we understand that anyone who's building right now in this kind of market is looking to be here for the long term. All the all the all the the hype, all the speculators, they're gone. They've been washed out. And so we really want to be here at the forefront. Uh, moving forward and really change this game where it's not just, hey, I'm going to give you some money. I'll see you in six months. Come talk to me. No, we're actively here. We're here to help however we can, whether that's through connections, the platform itself, or obviously capital as well. And look, we just want solid companies built for the long term. I love it. I love it. And and that is what you know, I I, I read a a tweet by Alex Becker on uh on the state of the market and and where where we are and what he was uh, uh, alluding to essentially in this tweet was the fact that people focused on building the hype around a storyline that would generate enough interest to 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 raise capital and uh, and and drive the price of some of these projects uh, tokens up right instead of taking the last ten years and focusing on building something that would actually have adoption. And he made the point of, hey, we've been at this for 10, 12 years now, and there's been trillions of dollars poured into this industry and invested, and there's still not one thing that the majority or a large percentage of the population is using. And so to your point, that's, I I truly believe and still believe that those are the things that that actually need to be focused on. There's so many projects that are out there that have received so much investment, uh, but it's based on hype. It's based on the storyline. And, and so many uh, VCs and investors are, are looking at that as the, as the KPI. They want to know how many people do you have in your community and how many you know, it's a different investment style as well, but they're they're basing it on can we can we exit and make a multiple on our capital, but from a standpoint of can you sell this story really well? It doesn't matter if you actually produce the the solution or the product that you're or the service that you've you've sold us. Can you sell the story and and get enough uh, enough capital through the door so that we can exit our position? And and I think you know I, I've uh, been kind of blessed to uh, to pitch on London Real and and get a chance to work with you guys and and watch uh, multiple episodes that that you guys have put out and I love the fact that you do that differently and so that's something I mean that's even one of the main reasons why we've stayed connected for so long is is because of you know who you are and how you show up and your intention behind the things that you do and, and how you invest your time into uh, either projects or advising um, or individuals. So really appreciate that and, and just great points there. Yeah, I appreciate that. Just just touch on that though. I mean, look, uh, I, I know there's a lot of, you know, a lot of negativity around the space saying there's, there's no real utility. It's all speculation. And the more, you know, we need those in order for this to, to get mass adoption. And, and I don't disagree with that. However, you look at traditional markets, you look at real estate, 
there's always those things involved in there as well. And those are extremely mature industries or yeah. asset class. So it's just something that is, you know, when the internet came out, there was all kinds of stuff that happened that didn't, that didn't mean that the internet was not a great technology. Yep. It was early, right? And you look at anything, the, the steam engine, the internet, the car, this right now, blockchain is a new technology. And I think people yeah. are getting lost in the whole cryptocurrency financial aspect of it and not looking at it as a technology. We'll get there, but there's always going to be bad actors. There'll always be things that happen. Uh, we just need to be more savvy when it comes to how do we assess those and just move forward. Absolutely. And I think, you know, the other thing is like now we've seen so many great examples of of companies that do this well. And and what what, um, you know, the, the companies that are Apple, for example, today, because they released a thirty eight hundred dollar VR headset, the price is up and higher than it's ever been. And so. That's a beautiful thing. That is a beautiful thing, especially if you if you had a chance to invest 20 years ago when when, you know, Apple was new and, and when these things right. were uh, is still in their infancy and, and they hadn't gotten uh, so heavily into into, you know, the, 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 the higher end products that they released. But th these examples are out there. And so we should be you know, as investors, you should almost be looking for who is going to be the next Apple, who can disrupt, who can actually, you know, deliver on on things and and create some disruption and, and innovation in the space. Uh, but that will actually bring some some real value to to people. And so those are the type of investments that it sounds like that, that you guys are looking for. And, and I love because that's that's what I like to invest in, you know? Absolutely. I mean, I mean, for anyone who is unsure, I mean, for the for the very fact that a company like Facebook changed its entire mission or a name, at least to Meta, give you an indication of where they even think things are going to go down the road. Right. So they know that things are the game has changed. And like you said, the, the goal here is, can we be in the next Amazon, the next Google, the next Facebook? Right. Because all it takes is one. And if you can exactly. be in that, I mean, where you and I never had the opportunity to be in early on Amazon or Facebook or Google, that's only a very select few who will get that phone call. Blockchain is very different uh, in terms of the access that you do get and also the connections that come with it who are willing to actually share that information with you. Yeah, uh, Dr. Ancor, I think that's exactly right. It it literally takes one to create generational wealth. And, and even in some of these, you know, we've seen people make a ton of money off of Pepe coin recently and, and the meme coins uh, that, that were popular for a couple of weeks. And, and even, even horrible uh, projects that are literally just hype uh can can also kind of change the financial situation of people but when it comes to being able to invest in some of these these future unicorns uh i think i think you you hit the nail on the head uh because we still are at the ground floor of of the majority of these these projects i, I always talk about um the success i had with with a project called veracity and the price is actually back down to where 
basically where I bought it at years ago and ended up making almost a little over 12,000% uh, return mm -hmm. on that. So uh, with a tiny investment, I made a significant amount of, of returns. Uh, now taking profits is always uh, up to, to, to the person. And so, you know, uh, I won't talk about if I, you know, did that very well or not, but, but I did all right, you know, and, um, and, and so, yeah, those opportunities are here. So one of the things that you've had, uh, the opportunity to do is, is work with, uh, and, and see over 300 pitches. I want to get into, some of your just golden nuggets when it comes to pitching. I'm, you know, I've been pitching uh, a few different projects for for clients of mine. I've been on conversations with uh, with everyone from from Coinbase to A16Z to London Real Ventures to individuals to royal families, and and you know, it's all different. But but having seen 300 pitches you you have a really good feeling for for what's going well and and and, and what to do uh and then you've got the other side of it so can you tell us a little bit about that what are what are some of the common mistakes and then what are the biggest opportunities you see that founders uh and fundraisers can 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 take advantage of right now yeah look uh, some of the things that i see are very basic um, but but not not really paid attention to and not really focused on because founders find the process very painful. Many of the founders, many of the CEOs, they rather build on their project than go out and raise money, right? And so first thing is the biggest problem is you start your pitch process or developing relationships only when you're raising money. And that's that's a problem. Because unless you've got big backing, unless you have a massive CV or resume that, that is very, you know, uh, very decorated, the ability for you to pitch in 20 minutes and get a check right away, are very it's like slim to none, right? So the, no matter how far we've come along with tech, it's still a relationship game. And if all you're going to do is try and create those relationships when you need money, you're going to find investors that only care about the financial ROI. Not all the time, but for the most part, because that's all you're presenting. Hey, look, you invest in my company, you could get a hundred X return or whatever it is, and they're in. But yep. if you develop a relationship, even especially when they say no to you or don't respond to you and you continue to update and you continue to build a relationship, the actual pitch is a breeze because you've built that relationship. They already know you as a founder. And here's the thing that you know I, I want everyone to know is that most investors don't really care about your revenue projections, don't really care about your user growth projections because those are projections. You made those up. No yep. one can verify those. But what are we looking at? We're looking at the team. We're looking at the founder. We're looking at the CEO. And do we have faith in you or your group that you can pivot and change when we think or you think you need to? And so that you can only get a sense of when you've built a relationship. So first things first is start trying to make connections well before you ever need to make any money. That's number one. And I know that's hard because there, there's so many different things happening for a founder. I get it, but this is a necessary process. Number two, 
is actually research who you are pitching to. Hmm. Now, I know there's this thing out there that do your elevator pitch and, you know, it doesn't matter who it is. 30 seconds is 30 seconds. I think that is complete BS. Yep. Because my, what I look for out of a project may be very different from A16, maybe very different from Sequoia, maybe very different from, you know, Outlier Ventures or, or anyone. It's different. And if you don't know, first of all, have they invested in similar companies as you? If they haven't, why don't they? Do they not like your sector, right? If they have, are they more likely to invest in you or less likely now that there may be a competitor in their portfolio? There's yep. so many different things that nobody does the basic search just to even see what's appealing about it. So, so that's number two, I would say. And then number three, I would say on top of that in terms of research is what can you highlight that is interesting to the actual investor. Okay, if you know that they are strictly ROI people, then talk about that. If they are a platform like us, which is a media company where we get you know, our founders to come on the platform and do an interview with Brian himself for an hour and a half, two hours and tell their story with their enthusiasm and their expertise. Well, now what's important to us is, are you the type of founder that we wanna highlight on our platform? Yep. It's not always just about ROI. So I th there's a gap there that not enough research is done before the pitch and too much emphasis is on the, the pitch day itself. And I think if you do enough of the research, the pitch day is a breeze. Absolutely. And the fourth, I'll give this, you know, this I always say is be presentable. I know, I know we're in the hoodie era uh, and all that kind of stuff. But to me, uh, you don't have to be in a three-piece suit, but golf shirt or something presentable, something that says you're professional. Uh, to me, that's a big thing. It's a small thing, but it sets the right tone. You got to remember, investors are seeing pitch after pitch. They may see 30, 40, 50, 100 pitches in a day. They are looking for a reason to say no to you before you ever say anything. Absolutely. Don't give them that reason. So that's, I would say those are my four things that I would say that are easy to do. Uh, they take some work, but nobody really ever does them. Man. And, and that is absolute gold. I'll, I'll, I'll start with the last one because, you know, you, you gave me some uh, constructive criticism after, after the pitch I, I did and, you know, taking full responsibility for how I showed up. I had a, a hat on and, and my, uh, my signature black tee, V-neck, you know, and, and I, I even did the research, but the challenge or the disconnect came in when I didn't I didn't pay attention to, to the host and, and Brian literally with everything that he does, he shows up as if he's ready to, to hop on the jet and go and close a deal. And, and it's just the way he shows up and the way he carries himself. And so he is wearing three piece suits often and a tie uh, and, and a wide knot, you know? And so uh, that that is a small but very large detail when you're going into a conversation, and especially if if the ask is money. Hey, I would like you to invest. People love to invest in 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 what feels safe to them and what 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 they can relate to, and so dress is a a, a easy way to make that first connection. But it's also, just like you said, it's a very easy way to make that disconnection very quickly because appearance is going to be uh, the first thing and it's the first, first you know, uh, opportunity to, to create judgment. And you want that judgment at the end of the day 
to be good judgment, you know? And so that uh, that can often get you a lot uh, farther than, than people expect. But um, these are all absolutely great tips. And, and I, I think that is, uh, that, that, that stuff people can, can go and, and think about how you're showing up when you're going to, to pitch some of these guys and, and have you done the research and are you truly prepared and, and are you talking about what makes you different? Um, and then the energy around the presentation, if you're, it, just like you said, if you're only there to, uh, to talk about money, then that's what, you know, that's, that's kind of what you're going to get back. And, uh, and you have to start those relationships, even when the project is just in the idea stage, you have to start building those relationships. I, we were talking before we, uh, we got on and, and I uh, presented a project that I'm currently raising for, to um, a guy that I've known for probably 10 or 12 years at this point and knowing who he is and knowing how he's carried himself and, and his multiple uh, levels of success. I, I've always had multiple business opportunities and different things and different projects to, to bring to him, but I waited 10 years to bring something that I felt would, would perfectly align with him. And, and in my pitch, I even told him that I said, man, I've been watching you grow these companies and, and do all of this for 10 years and, you know, watching his family grow up and, and all kinds of different things. Um, but I felt like this project aligns with, with his skill set, with his passions, with, with, uh, his, his previous successes. And this was the project that I wanted to, to, to offer, uh, to him as an opportunity. And within an hour and a half, he got back and said, man, this, this looks amazing. Let's get on a call. And so imagine if I would have pitched him five other things and pitch him every time I get a new opportunity because I didn't do the research and I wasn't as connected to uh, what aligns with him, not even just you know, uh, financially, but what is he actually interested in? What are his hobbies? You know, If you can find that sort of information out about people uh, before you're you're asking them for anything, um, it, it's it's just it, it's so valuable. I think it gets you a lot farther. Yeah, I'm I'm glad you touched on energy. Surprisingly, that's also one of the biggest things missing in every pitch is the enthusiasm and energy for your own project. If you are not enthusiastic about your own project, how can I ever be excited about it? That's right. So you would be surprised that the, I would say about 95% of the projects that come on do not carry a level of enthusiasm that would make me excited. Absolutely. They assume, they assume that the, their project alone will speak volumes. That's not how it works for the most part. And so, yeah, look, that that's, I would say that's the easiest thing you can do is just bring the excitement for your project into the pitch. And, 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 you know, Half of that is that they have the wrong person pitching the project. And, and I know that's difficult because sometimes you are the only person, so you have to do it. And so in, in that case, you even need to pitch. It, it's If you have a calm, very calm spirit and, and you're pretty you know monotone and you don't get excited about anything, you've got to find some people that align with that and understand that style of communication. 
Because if you're pitching, um, I mean, if you're pitching people that are getting pitched 20 projects a week or more, you know, we we talked to DWF Labs and and uh, they, they had a, a week where they had over 450 submissions in just a few days uh, yeah. of projects looking for funding. And I'm like, the, the, the size of the team that has to go through and process all of that, and then to get down to which one of these projects do we invest in, and you're talking a handful of days. So imagine what a month looks like with the number of projects that are submitting things. And so as a, as a fundraiser, as a, 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 the person doing the pitch, you have to stand out. You've got to figure out how to find that energy somehow. Uh, even if it is in a calm way, you know, you, you got to figure it out um, because that's the only way that people are going to remember you and your project. Uh, and, and that's that's how you can actually make progress in your race. 100%. I always say this figuratively, of course, that you got to find a way to punch them in the mouth. Yes. Right? You got you to find a way that does a pattern interrupt because they might see hundreds of pitches. They might talk to 50 more CEOs or founders on a given day. And yep. everyone sounds the same. Every project starts to look the same. So if you can't, from a simple point of view, have more excitement or enthusiasm, which will already put you in a category that's different than most, then it's going to be very difficult for you to stand out. Absolutely. And then I think you asked, how would I, what tips would I give for people to develop those relationships? Yes. Uh, and so for me, Number one and most untapped resource is LinkedIn. Yes. I think LinkedIn is the greatest opportunity right now, a resource for everyone, not just even founders, but investors or anyone willing to make any types of connections or wanting to. LinkedIn, LinkedIn, LinkedIn. Those would be my top three. <laughs> Those would be yes. my top three uh, <laughs> suggestions for anyone because that is a place where everyone is professional. So there's a standard there. Everyone is already looking to network to some degree. And now you just have to find a way that adds value to them so that you can connect. The biggest problem with LinkedIn or anyone connecting anywhere is people want to connect and say, what can you do for me? Yes. And the, the better way of doing it is to actually find out what you can do for them and present that in a conversation so they're more willing to talk to you. But LinkedIn, goldmine, untapped resource. Still, yes. And, and I, probably like yourself, uh, you've been on for years, I'm sure, but I've been leveraging LinkedIn for years. I mean, I've built databases of 2000 people that I've actually had conversations with and, and, you know, created connections while we're on, while we're recording this, I just had uh, a project that I advise and help fundraise, connect with someone at Coinbase Ventures directly, and they had, uh, I mean, he texted me and just said he was so, so, so excited, and they had the best conversation, um, and I think, you know, I do think that there's a lot of alignment, but 100% of all of that that was, that is in creation is because I reached out on LinkedIn and said, hey, uh, I think I can send you a couple of unique projects that you guys may be interested in investing in. Would you be interested in just hopping on a call with me and having a discussion? So this is eight, nine months ago when we actually had the had a call, but I just sent him something that Coinbase could potentially invest in. And I, I actually really believe they will and they should. So 
and why was that? Because I researched them. I researched the guy. I, I know that this project is, is something that they've invested in before, but that last company didn't do well. And this company has, has it solved and they're already on the market and they're already uh, have generated seven figures and it's in, you know, a vertical that they would love. And so I'm just playing matchmaker, but it, it, it's all came down to, to building that relationship, making that connection and being able to offer value. So, um, yeah, look, I love that. I, I, I'm glad you touched on that because one of the things I always recommend to founders is make a list of the things that you need from, from an investor. Yes. So if it's just capital, okay. But if it's marketing, if it's, you know, if it's connections or advisory, whatever it is, make that list and then go make a list of the firms that you think could actually help you in that regard. Yes. What's happening is you spray and pray. You will yes. do your pitch to anybody, anywhere, anytime. And you may be pitching to someone that does not care and you're wasting exactly. both of your time, right? And then because you're doing that, you're getting many more no's or you're getting ghosting or ghosted quite a bit. And now your energy level goes down with each pitch because you yes. just get frustrated. So, so make that your priority of what is it you need and who is it best to serve you to do that. And then you find out how it is it that you can bridge that gap by adding value to that investor. Exactly. Then you make that connection. So uh, I would do that. And second, you know this better than most, is you got to have a personal brand. Yep. You've got to post. You cannot just DM people and expect them to want to talk to you when you are not publicly putting your voice out there, as a founder, especially. Yes, companies can have their company handle or their company uh, account. That's fine. But this day and age, communities, investors, they want to see the CEO, especially be out there putting their neck on the line and really pushing their own principles and values that you can then correlate to the project that they're actually a CEO of. Yes. So yes. that's also something that, look, these are all free things, right? It doesn't cost you any money. It costs exactly. you time. It costs you time, but most people are scrolling through their feeds anyway. So might as well start creating content as opposed to just consuming content all the time. Absolutely. Man, it's it's and it's no different than dating. This is this is exactly you know, but there, but there's there's a lot of bad dating out there as well. And so the spray and pray, uh, and the and the just continuous swiping and, and see if you get lucky, you know, that's become uh, very common in in everything now, unfortunately. But I think you're you you're exactly right. If you can create a plan, understand you know, what value you bring to the table and then understand what you're looking for and how to create something beautiful out of a partnership. Uh, you know, and you guys can apply this to dating and you can apply this to, to fundraising because it's all the same. Um, so, you know, I think, I think with that, it's, you know, um, these are just beautiful tips that, that I'm hoping that people can go out and apply today. And, and if you need help with any of this, um, you know, Dr. Ancor is also an advisor. And so we will share his information uh, below in the, in the description of this episode. And feel free to reach out to us and we'll connect you with him directly as well. Um, but any, any parting words for, for our listeners? Yeah, look, I, I would say that all of us need to get used to pitching because that's what we do on an everyday basis, right? Whether you're pitching your partner to go to a movie or to have a certain meal, 
whether it's to raise capital, whether you're an investor and you're looking to raise funds for your for capital for your own fund, we're all doing some sort of pitching. And I think one of the things we need to get comfortable with pushing with enthusiasm, the positive points that we bring to the table. And I don't think we should feel bad about it because if you don't tell anybody who else is going to know, right. Or who else is going to do that for you. So, so I would like to see more of that. I would like to see more of that positive pushing on social media platforms instead of just the flashy cars and all that post your principles, your values, your thoughts, and your ideas. And people aren't going to like it. Not everyone's going to like it. And that's okay. And that's actually a good thing. So for me, uh, I would just like to see everybody out there pushing principles, values, thoughts, and ideas all on social media platforms. Excellent. Well, Doc, thank you so much uh, just just for being a part of, of of this creation and being a part of the podcast. It was an, an honor to have you on today. And I know people will be able to get value from this. And so as you guys go out and apply this uh, in your businesses and in your, your fundraising strategies, uh, maybe even in your your uh, your dating, you know, give us a comment and let us know and tell us stories about how this has helped you. And, and we'll be sure to share this uh, with Dr. Ancor as well. Um, but thank you again, sir, for, for being here. And then we'll be sure to share your information if anyone wants to get in contact. And until the next episode, uh, we look forward to co- connecting with you guys and providing some more value. We hope you enjoyed another episode of the Blockchain Marketing Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform and let us know what you want to learn about next by leaving us a review. And if you need marketing strategies and guaranteed PR to generate leads for your Web 2 or Web 3 company, reach out to us at polygrowth.io. Join us next time for the Blockchain Marketing Podcast.